Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Kylie Merritt, the founder of AusBiz. Our goal at AusBiz is to provide you with news and information you can use to make better investment decisions, whether it's live, on demand, in the newsletter, or a podcast like the COB. We make it available at no cost to you. The bigger our audience, the more we can invest in great content. So I have a favour to ask. If you could take a minute to leave a review of the COB in the Apple Podcast app, it'll help us grow. And of course, don't forget to catch up with all the best interviews each day at osbiz.com.au. Thanks for listening. From Barangaroo Studios, the Osbiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello, the 22nd of April, 2021. This is the COB. Great to be here with you and with you, Annette Beecher. How was your day? We had a happy, chatty day, actually. The <laughs> most quarterly updates were pretty good. The people we spoke to today, which you can see in the COB newsletter, uh, some mixed views, but by and large, everyone's just feeling positive today. Maybe people were feeling the glow of this local market finishing at the intraday high with the ASX 200 up by 57.9 points, 0.83%, 7.055. These are numbers you like to trot out <laughs> at the end of a session. All sectors, with the exception of energy and utilities, looking pretty good today. So, yeah, that, um, well, I'm not even going to call it a pullback. That that slight period of wobbliness, wobbles, the yeah. wobbles we got to start the week seems to be it's in the rearview mirror. It's funny with wobbles. Like, uh, my my last uh, life was wobbles in, in currencies and, and bonds. And you do get carried away by two and three points sometimes. But but taking a step back, we are really consolidating at, at levels but we've sort of been optimistically saying that after two or three days of a sell-off maybe you can hunt around and find some bargains you yeah and that's always the question there's always opportunity mm. and volatility and there's been such a lack of volatility that some investors really welcome it they want they want more volatility back uh, but today it was a good day to end the session uh, i'm just looking at my watch list because usually it's companies that have been in the news oz minerals down after it's quarterly woodside petroleum down santos down as well mm. some more selling in newix after the route over the past day or so down by about a quarter of a percent on the flip side, though, we do have Evolution Mining looking really good. Megaport, we chatted with Fraser McLeod about that we one, did. up by 10%. Haramed, we just chatted uh, to the CEO, up yep, by 12.5%. Yes. And 3DP, so Pointera, up by 31%. Interesting, some of those tech names. That's a great correlation. Well Who Osby's talks to has a good stock day. Yeah, right. Lis listeners, take note. <laughs> and, and 3DP, while I'm at it, was the stock of the day. I had the pleasure of sitting down with Michael Gable from Fairmont Equities and Henry Jennings from Marcus Today to find out what they think of 3DP. If I was to put my trader's hat on and have a look at the way it's traded recently and what it's done today, I actually wouldn't be scared of this 20% movement up today. I think today's gap up um, is, a, is a really good buying opportunity. So when you look at the way a stock trades, you know, it's, it's nice to get capture the start of these moves. And 
I wouldn't be scared of 20% up today. I'd, I'd be half tempted to go into the office after this show and pick some up as a bit of a trade because I do think, looking at the way it's trading, it should kick on from here. And Bevan Slattery is the man that sort of galvanised this stock. He's got 7% and he really catapulted this stock into investors' consciousness, I guess, mm-hmm. and started this big rally. This is the next-gen near map, I guess. Um, I wouldn't buy it today, but I would buy it on the back of this. I think tomorrow's Friday, and after a big move like this, you tend to get a few guys taking some profits, don't want to be exposed over the weekend, just in case technology takes a big hit in the US. So um, I think if you could get it at 60 cents or below, get on board. So that is not going in the portfolio in net. We were just chatting about it in the break because of Henry Jennings from Marcus today. Look, he's just looking to get it at a bit of a better price. Likes likes the story, thinks it's an interesting company. Um, but the rule is, and I was pretty firm today, the rule is, would you buy it? Would you hold it? Would you sell it today at this current price? And the answer, um, well, from, from Michael Gable, as you heard, was yes, Henry Jennings, a no. It's quite interesting because uh, in economist world, having a definitive opinion is actually quite rare. It could go up, it could go down. Well, we get a bit of that, to be (laughs) honest, Annette. You know that as well as I do. Uh, We got some good, solid calls from Angus Wright, Senior Investment Analyst at Tribeca Investment Partners this morning on tech stocks. So uh, a couple names that uh, have been in the news this week are on his list. You might want to take a listen in. Um, another company that came out with an update today was Brambles, Michael Wayne. We've got show notes attached to a video telling us why he's ignoring that one. Mm. And yeah, so a lot of the the, the, um, the show notes, the interviews that you can link to are real specific stock picks. We know you like them, guys. Can um, I jump in quickly okay, on Brambles that I thought was interesting? Is they're moving away from timber pallets and towards plastics because, you know, lumber is like, the, like gold right now. So... Uh, as much as the company's been through some pain, it, that's just a, another case of people moving with the times and using recycled plastics on their pallets. I just thought that was an interesting point. It is, and they've been pushing toward that for a long time at Brambles. It's been taking a long time to get it rolled out. Um, but yeah, interesting to hear it referenced in the update today. I thought, you're an economist, you'll be able to give some perspective on this. I just was on Twitter, saw somebody say, I'm so sick of people talking about inflation, cherry-picking the metrics and the um, assets that they want to look at in terms of really stoking these inflation fears. Saying if you zoom out and they show up, they have the chart attached. I wish I could remember what account it was. Most of the commodities that are referenced have actually gone down in price over the longer period. However, to your point saying lumber and palladium are the exceptions. Yeah, it's, uh, that's a criticism I've heard my entire economics life, that the CPI does not reflect what people feel. Uh, and the, the short answer is it's a price index and not a volume index. So things like groceries, school fees, transport, you pay for that you know, in a matter of days, weeks and months. Those prices have been rising. So cost of living feels uh, like it's pinching you, whereas the... The deflationary side is the cars, the computers, the technology, the communications. So those prices have fallen two, three, four, five hundred percent. But because you tend to buy them once a year, you don't notice. So that's why the actual price index doesn't feel like it represents your spending. Because uh, as we say, we're, a classic one was uh, a long time ago: banana prices. Believe me, bear with me. And people used to say, but I don't buy them. It doesn't matter what you buy. It's a price 
index and all prices go into it. So, yeah, I found the account. Uh, this is for commodity prices specifically from a guy called Alec Stapp at Alec Stapp. So just said, if you look at this longer term chart from 2012 to 2001, oops, I just pressed the wrong button. Some of those major commodities are down over the past 10 years. Coffee, cotton, Brent, WTI, heating oil, silver, gasoline, nat gas, sugar corn, wheat, copper, um, soybeans higher, gold higher, platinum, palladium, and lumber. Over the past 10 years, lumber up by 400%. Yeah, it's, it's quite ironic. And we actually spoke to Jared Kerr yesterday over at Kiwi Bank. They just had their inflation report and the cost of building materials is going through the roof, including lumber. It's a global phenomenon, even over there yeah. in New Zealand. Yeah, I heard, I've heard it from Canada as well. <laughs> All right. I feel like I've been talking about Canada a lot this week, perhaps because of the BOC Bank last Canada. night. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, it's, it's one of those classic cases where it did operate in a vacuum when there wasn't much else going on and the Bank of Canada tapered their purchases. That part was widely expecting, expected tapering, of course, meaning instead of buying $4 billion a week, they're now going to buy three billion dollars a week but the surprise in the statement was instead of looking to tighten the uh, actual policy rate in 2023 they brought it forward to 2022 and as our fx colleague cara uh, basically said it's the first time that you see the cad dollar at the top of the performance table so yeah all things cad actually kicked off with our uh, open opening conversation yeah good <laughs> um not Again, a lot on the data docket tonight in the U.S. in particular. I mean, we're in that Fed blackout period. It just seems like it's been a really lackluster week for data. But we do get the ECB. We do get ECB. What do we need to know? Uh, The only thing we probably would look out for, Christine Lagarde is very conscious of currencies and unlike other central banks who like to step away from talking about currencies she actively likes to talk down bonds and the euro so people will be looking for what she says because by definition she won't actually be doing anything Mm -hmm. okay so some jaw boning we can expect from the ecb is there anything on the data docket here tomorrow? We had retail sales yesterday. Zilch we today. Are, we are flat out empty. The really big one is Aussie CPI. That's it's next a, week. It's a quarterly number and that's not till Wednesday. Uh, we're a bit mixed obviously on Monday with uh, patchy public holidays. So from an economics perspective, Monday, Tuesday is pretty quiet. Okay, so we've got the ECB that we'll be digesting tomorrow morning. Uh, We do have jobless claims, weekly jobless claims in the U.S. We're keeping our eye on COVID case counts. 314,000 in India over the past 24 hours. And we have had National Cabinet here in Australia looking to restrict travellers, including citizens, to Australia from India. Of course, they want to keep out some of, uh, you know, those COVID cases, the virulent strains that are coming in. Um, Also talking about ramping up vaccine rollouts at sort of super clinics. Exactly. And also looking into ramping up our own homegrown manufacturers as well. Uh, That's certainly been a bit of a boost for the domestic manufacturing sector here. We are perfectly capable of producing our own vaccines. I think the government's been giving them uh, the the heads up to keep producing as well. Yeah, so that's a watching brief as we head toward the European Open, the US closer. I guess it depends on when you're listening to this (laughs) podcast, of course. I always assume people are listening, you know, on their way home in the bus or train or wherever you may be. Uh, Listen, we've got a great 
a Friday lined up for you. It's Friday already. John McBain, Joint CEO of Centuria Capital, will be joining us. We'll also speak with Jason Tadawi. He's Portfolio Manager at Spaceship. Big picture, Annette's going to be a good one. We're going to be speaking with Adelaide Timble from ANZ. She's good at keeping an eye on those weekly spending figures. So we'll just see if we're still keeping that momentum going. Okay. Uh, Jumei Lu from Tribeca and Adam Dawes from Sean Partners will be on the call with Koshi. He's back. Uh, and also we've got the, well, we've got plenty to look forward to, but we've got the last call to look forward to tomorrow as well, 4 we p.m. We do. The week that was, I'm bringing in Suli Nong, actually. She works for a Canadian bank. So <laughs> is there any lessons from the Bank of Canada? That's certainly something that needs a gin and tonic to talk about on a Friday afternoon. Also that beach house that you're going to <laughs> buy that you're going to invite me to one day, you know, when we when we make our, our millions and retire. Okay. Absolutely. One um, day. Enjoy dreaming. your Thursday evening. Yeah, thank you. Look forward to seeing you in it tomorrow morning.